Hello there. General Kenobi. Welcome <laughs> to the Babblers Guild, where we watch and review films, and if you're lucky, a few TV series and games along the way. So come in, take a seat, grab yourself a drink, and get comfortable. I'm Luke, and as always, I'm joined by the UK's leading kyber crystal expert, Jamie. Hello there. Oh, here he is. Gag, but I am here. <laughs> <laughs> We've already done it. Let's move on. Um... That's it, we're back for episode bloody four of the Obi-Wan Ken Obi show. But before we get to that um, shorter than usual episode, how are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Um, a bit upset about the shorter than usual episode. Um, <laughs> I was as well. I, I'm, I think I messaged you when I saw it. It went live at about 10 to 8 this morning for us and I was like, it's live. It's only 38 minutes. Um, but, you know, I'm good. Um, just recovering from the bank holiday weekend, um, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, of course. But, yeah, it's good. We've still got Kenobi. We've got some good games out this month. I'm oh, feeling God, really optimistic. What about yourself? Um, you know what? Um, I'm actually doing very, very well because um, I don't even think I messaged you about this. Um, let me have a look, see if I did. Because it could be a little surprise. Um, no, I didn't. Um, so today I did um, for my teacher training. I did a thing called triangulation, <clears throat> which is um, basically everything comes together. You get all your evidence together, a big like fourteen thousand word document, and someone from my university says, "Oi, prove to me that you've done all these standards." And basically, I proved to them that I've done all the standards. And mm. um, so done. basically, as of today, I'm a proper teacher. Hey, congratulations. I know, thank you very much. So, officially, Amazing. on the, what, what day is it? <clears throat> 8th of June, I'm a qualified teacher. What you, the you hell's yes. going on? Hey. What the hell is going on? Amazing, congratulations. A- absolute madness. So, it's a good time. And I have just been thinking, so the actual, the final episode of Obi-Wan will go up on my final day of training as well. Oh, so it's a so nice it's little... going to be a day of final things. Yeah, day of final things. Day of the final Obi Wan, final day of training, and the final day I'll ever eat a um, hot dog. Don't know why, but it will be. That's my covenant for the year. Mm, strange prediction. I know, strange prediction. Um, but yeah, no. Aside from that, I'm doing pretty good, and I have a um, Lego Star Wars update. <gasps> have I'm, you got the platinum? I have not got the platinum, but I'm on ah. 98%. It's basically the mop-up. I'm doing the mop-up. Um, I've got mop a few, <laughs> few capital ships to do to get those little characters on there, and I think there's sort of a few missions left to do in Tatooine, but aside from that, um, yeah, I've got 98%, so then it's just a That few must little... feel good. It does feel good. It's a few little trophies along the way, like the um, we've got to ride every... What is it? Ride every creature and vehicle? Every creature and vehicle... Uh, every creature in the galaxy, I think it is. Did that take a Not while for vehicle. you? No, I got it by accident. Oh, for God's sake. That's what I've been I think trying just... to do. If you look up a guide on ones that you maybe haven't done, you'll probably get them quite quick. Um... There's some in the episode. There's well, there's one in the Geonosis mission on episode oh, two in the you've arena. Oh, got to do it in the missions as well. There, there's only one that's in a mission, I believe, and it's the one in Geonosis in the arena. You can right. ride one of the creatures. Oh, I rode all of them. You. Oh, then you've probably done those. Um, Jakku, I think, was the last one that I came across. Right. Okay. I'll have to. Um, I'll have to go back through that. But yeah, ninety-eight percent. So 
fingers crossed, I should have it this weekend. I'm going to try and spend hopefully a couple hours this weekend just like really focusing, smashing it out. So fingers crossed by the next episode of this, next Friday, I will have the bloody platinum and then I can go back platinum. to I can go back to the ascent and try and platinum that because there's still um, no games out that I want to play but no. you've got a game coming out <laughs> I have I've got a couple I mean at the moment I'm playing Until Dawn I don't know if I told you this I never played it when it first no, came out no you haven't uh, I never played it and I thought I'll give it a go and I was I had my friends watching the screen share and we were just absolutely hooked um, so I've done a couple of run throughs on that and I think I might go for the platinum trophy um, bloody but, Nora a couple of games coming out so um, October we've got Modern Warfare 2 being released Call of Duty and yes, we actually had the reveal doesn't it yeah. we have we had the single player reveal like the campaign reveal today uh, worldwide reveal for that so it looks really good it looks like they're rehashing some old missions or maybe not missions but locations from the previous Modern Warfare series got a sneaky little peek of the fan favourite map High Rise which no doubt will be not only in the campaign but also in the multiplayer we were High awaiting the multiplayer reveal High Rise is like one of those maps that I just remember every time it came on I was just like yes yeah, yes, everyone it's High Rise <laughs> it was a fan favourite it was a real good map to get a nuclear uh, a tactical oh, nuke that's happened ev- kill streak. every time I was on that map that happened without yeah, fail yeah it's very easy There's a, there was a set routine of getting a seven kill streak to get your Harrier strike, calling that in, getting your chopper gunner, and then gunning them through the window so you get your twenty five. So that should be quite fun. And also uh, F1 2022 or F1 22, it's called. They're remodeling the, they're dropping the twenty and just going with the the second, the last. Uh, I can't oh, right, talk okay. to the last two. So rather than it being twenty 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 one, they're just going to call it twenty two. F1 twenty two. That's it's not because EA are taking over. So uh, right, okay. Bring it in line with FIFA, which just has the uh, number. Right. Uh, and that'll be quite fun. New generation of cars um, this year. See how the, the performance is different. New career mode options. Interactive pit stops What's are coming mean? in as well. So pit stops before were all the same if you were playing on equal performance. That Once you went in the pit stop, unless you were doing it manually, which no one does, it just does it on autopilot. And right. it just throws you in. Yeah, wheels are on. It's about 2.8 seconds or 3.2, but you all get the same time and then you back out. But now when you're going down the pit lane, there'll be a little gate right before you turn into where your pit crew is because you go down the, the main pit straight and then you pull into the side to stop. They put your wheels on. And there's a quick a quick time event that you've got to time your turn at the right moment. And depending on how well you time your turn, that will determine how quick your pit stop is. Right, that's interesting. So, they, so do you think they're just trying to make, well, not make, add sort of like new, smaller, refined elements to sort of make it as real to sort of life as possible? Well, yeah, that's it. Like in, in real life, you know, there's a, uh, there can be a degree of error in pit stops. So when you see a yeah. driver coming into the pits, if it's one of your favourite drivers, you don't just think, oh, it's all right, they're in the pits, you cross your fingers. <laughs> And you hope that they're going to have a quick pit stop, whereas on the game it's just, unless you're having a wing change, but even still it's a set time for anyone having a front ah, wing change. right, okay. But with this it'll be, oh yeah, if you time it really badly, oh, the guns might lock up, like the, the pistons, and That's they good. might struggle to, to lift it on. So it, it should just mean that it's not just going to be skill on the track, you need a bit of skill in the pits as well, and there'll be lots more places to make up time and, and lose time as well. Oh, that's I think that's that's nice. I think it's nice, especially with sort of um, sports games where they sort of innovate. Because you, you, I find like I, said, I don't play sports games, but I, uh, when I used to, I sort of find that they don't really innovate 
that much. It's sort of like you got the game, and then when they try and do something else, it's sort of surplus to the actual original game, and people want yeah. the things before. So it's nice with that that they're sorting added, adding things that aren't taking away from the core of the game. It's sort of improving rather than adding. Yeah, I mean, there's only so much you can do with a game like that because you're just driving a car around the track. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're increasing some of the customization options because you can do you do manual car setups as well. So you, the downforce of your wings, your your camber, your toe, your tire pressure, and they're giving a few more options with that. So rather than your your wing downforce being on a scale of one to eleven, it's on one to fifty now. So you can right. really fine tune it up to five times as much. Okay. So it should be quite exciting. I won't bore you with it for too much. I know it's not your cup of tea. But uh, I am quite excited for that one as well. Well, honestly, like I think it's so nice that sort of like video games are sort of like one of those. It's one of those things where it doesn't matter what your interests are, there's always something for you. Always. Like, and I find that like fascinating. That because obviously, like films, there's not always going to be something out that you want to go and watch that isn't. But games. There's always a game that you're gonna to want to play, and I think that's a really nice, a really really nice thing about games. Yeah. Um, like we said, we might talk about a few games in the future. At the end of this, we'll possibly talk about Lego Star Wars because that's sort of the most recent thing, and potentially touch on Fallen Order. I mean, we're gonna talk about Fallen Order later on today, I assume, because there's quite I a bit of so. Fallen Ordery stuff in um, in this episode of Obi Wan. <laughs> but before we get to that we're gonna go to our um and as i've been told by um i'm not gonna say who because it's someone very secret but this is now a world famous segment of the podcast it is um it's the perfect pour perfect pour of the week of the week okay (laughs) this one this week is um it's actually one of my favorites um it's just a classic um and i don't know how to pronounce it um I'd never known if it's Lef or Lefe. Lefe. Is it Lefe? Yeah, Belgian beer. Yeah, it's honestly... it's. Lef- I call it Lefe. See, and I can never decide, so I just alternate between them. For sake of arguments, I'm just going to say the big L. The big L. So I don't have to pronounce it either way. Take anyway, the L. The big L um, is a really nice beer. It is a Danish... Like you've just said, a sort of a... It's a blonde beer. Um... And it's just really, really, really nice. And it's quite strong, though. It only comes in um, 330ml bottles unless you opt for sort of a bigger bottle. But it's like a yeah. you can't really have it all in one sitting because it's a 6.6% beer. Um, yeah, I know. It's quite strong. And apparently, according to the bottle, I don't know whether to believe it or not, but it says Anno 1240. So I'm assuming it's um, the same recipe as they did in 1240. But anyway, it's nice. It's got a nice little foil top. It's quite a fancy beer. Um, it is. I don't often get it, but I got it because it was um, Queen Liz's Jubilee, <laughs> <laughs> and so I thought I'd get some fancy beers for a, um, a fancy lady. Um, so anyway, here it is. Here's the opening. It's actually a, um, a poster can. It's a bottle top. So here we go. Don't know how loud that was, but we got that. I can hear it. Good stuff. Right, I'm going to pour it, as usual. And you know what? Already, this has got quite a head on it. It's quite a lively. Hey, it's quite a lively <laughs> beer. Frick. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> it's quite a lively one. But because of the glass I'm using, I'm gonna have to take a picture of it incredibly quickly for you, Jamie. So here it is. Is that you know what? That might be. 
you know what my camera's focusing on the laptop and not the beer great oh stuff right I've sent that to you what are you giving it um, out of naught to perfect pour because I think the head's quite good on that it is yeah it's nice and clear that beer it, you can tell it's it's pure it's, it's a pure beer there's you nothing can, else you in can this. see the flavour in that it's got a nice almost like amberish colour to it it does it's quite um, nice but also being quite pale and it's got a nice foamy head it does you're I like a say that that is the perfect pour oh my god two weeks on the trot perfect pour but you obviously of the week if you have the week if you're if you're listening to this on day one which is a friday the 10th yeah friday the 10th it will be up on instagram make sure you're having a look and vote if you think it's the perfect pour last week it actually did get the perfect pour voted so just gonna say those bar skills are coming back i'm just gonna have a little taste that's beer. Right, we're going we're to go in. We're going to go all in straight away with this podcast. And I'm going to ask you, Jamie, what did you think? Is it the best episode yet? You're probably going to either hate me or really like me for what I'm about to say. I think <laughs> it is the best episode of the series so far. <laughs> right. And I've seen a lot of people divided. Some people think it's terrible. I've seen Some this Some people well. think it's incredible. Yeah. I actually have enjoy- I, I actually was really enjoying it, and for me, it's been the best episode of the season or series so far. You know, um, I'm sort of. I do like in my heart. I really want to say I thought this was the best episode yet, but I don't think it's the best episode yet. I preferred last episode, the one before. Yeah, but purely for a story standpoint but aesthetically the pure content of this episode and everything that happened in it and just just the pacing of it it was a great episode like i'd probably put it if i was being honest on par with the previous episode for me anyway um and i didn't think the the shorter runtime affected it at all because not so little happened, but it was sort of a very small contained story and the smaller runtime worked. I'm just excited to see, again, every episode it makes me more excited to see what happens next. Yeah, I was thinking I want more, more, more. I've said that every week. Um, yeah. With this, I was really happy. I, they left it on a bit of a cliffhanger last week with Leia being taken by Reva. And I actually really, really love Leia's character in this. I think the little actress who plays her does such an amazing job. Yeah, she really does. I mean, a lot of child actors in things I find really cringy, <laughs> and and but she plays the role so well, and I just think that it really captures the character of Leia as well. You know, she you can tell who she's going to grow up to be. So. Again, the, the pacing of the episode was good. It had a clear theme. You knew what was going on. You knew what everyone's objectives were and what they were, were trying to get out of it. There was a good amount of suspense, a good amount of action. And again, left it on a bit of a, oh, what's going to happen? Um, yeah, which was quite nice. And I think it was quite... A, um, I think the only word I can sort of sum it up in is like a wholesome ending. Yeah. I think so. Um, but anyway, let's get into the story and what has been happening during. So, Obi-Wan, it starts off with Obi-Wan, 
and obviously at the end of the last one Vader got him in that fire burned him and then the loader bot picked him up and started to carry him away and they called in the ship um, it starts with Obi-Wan who's being transported on a ship and he's sort of going in and out of consciousness isn't he and he doesn't really he know is. where he is what's going on and then he gets dumped into a back to tank and then he's still sort of in and out of consciousness doesn't know really what's going on and it's it scans over his entire body and it goes down his arm and then suddenly it sort of like cuts and the arm's gone and there's like a placement for where an arm should be and you you immediately go why is it vader and then like last time you sort of get these cross cuts of their it's like their what did what did we call it last time force dyad isn't it force dyad yeah yeah where they're sort of connected and you get these cross cuts of both of these scenes of vader in the back to tank while obi-wan's in it at the same time and it cuts over across their bodies and it was just so nice of seeing like sort of them showing the duality between these characters yeah, I couldn't work out whether it was just a case that they happened to be showing them both in a back to tank at the same time to try and draw a parallel, or if it was trying to show that they were connected and they could both feel the other one in the back to tank. And I think it's the latter because yeah, when we saw Anakin at the end of episode two in the back to tank and at the start of episode three being put into the suit, he doesn't really move. He's just chilling. Well, yeah, you know what I mean. He's he's, he's just <laughs> yeah. there. Like, yeah, I'm just floating. He's pretty still. He's almost like meditating in it. Um, Whereas in this episode, he was like writhing about and they were playing the voices from the discussion they had in the last episode, you know, the, the, the lines from that. So I think he can sense the pain. They can both sense each other's pain. Or um, I don't know if it's maybe pain on Obi-Wan's behalf and guilt and regret, whereas on Vader's behalf, it's anger and frustration that he didn't kill him. Potentially it could be, and that's obviously two incredibly strong feelings and that's why their um, forces are sort of connecting with each other because they're obviously very emotional and those emotions yeah. are setting their force off and it's that dyad is really really connecting with each other but they're on a planet and I don't know if I caught it right is it a planet called Jabim? I don't know I'm pretty sure I can't remember Pretty sure the woman says, you're on Jabim, if I caught it right. Um, Potentially, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm assuming he's on a planet called Jabim. You don't get to actually see the planet properly. You just sort of see the inside of a cave, really. So that's all we really get of that yeah. planet. Um, I didn't research it. I just wrote it down. I literally watched it probably an hour ago. So um, Then we cut, don't we, to... Um, <laughs> my note just says, Leia in little handcuffs. Oh, bless her. It's um. It did give me um, re- reminiscence of the Simpsons movie when they try and put the little handcuffs on Maggie, yeah. and, and like little tiny handcuffs on her. Um, yes. Yeah, so what did you think about that? Um, sort of like that whole, that whole scene about like layers in handcuffs and she's being interrogated. It was a bit, a bit over the top for me, because it's a bit of a poor interrogation tactic to put a child in handcuffs and start threatening them. And I know that almost did like the good cop, bad cop routine in the end with her um, trying to win her over, being nice. But for me, what I liked was how just unfazed she was at the beginning. Yes, like she was just like, unfazed. yeah, all right, I've been kidnapped already now. Like I kind of know what's going on. Is what it is, isn't it? <laughs> it is honestly. I the like you were saying the um, actress who plays it. You know what? I'm gonna have to search it up right now because I can't just keep saying the actress. We've got the to actress. give this girl some credit. 
Um, IMDB. We're going on IMDB. Um, not the official sponsor of the podcast. Um, come on, internet. Give me that load. Um, Obi. Right, you know what? This is going to be a completely wild guess, but what do you guess? What do you reckon her name is? I reckon it's like Sophie or something. Um, I don't know. I would say it's Vivian Lara Blair. You know what? Um, you're actually bang on. <laughs> oh wow! What a guess! Whoa! <laughs> it's Vivian Lyra Blair. Um, yeah, so it's Vivian Lyra Blair, old Viv, out of Viv. So we've got Vivian, and she's great. She's honestly great in this role. Um, so she's handcuffed, and it's sort of like a little cut between the scenes, just just so you know that she has been taken by the third sister. It is the third sister, isn't it? Third sister, yeah. Third sister, and she's being interrogated. Then we cut back to Jabim and Obi-Wan is out of the back to tank um, he's obviously not fully healed because he didn't stay in there so he's out and then he comes across um, Ice Cube's son Ice Cube's son O'Shea Jackson Jr. <laughs> yes here he is because <laughs> I'd noticed that he was on the cast list and I was like who the hell is he going to play now obviously yeah, he's sort broken. of like he's not not sort of a rebel is he the sort of like He's a part of the group who are smuggling. He's a smuggler. He's a Jedi smuggler, yeah. basically. Yeah. So he's a Jedi smuggler. And the most interesting part about that scene I found was that he calls Obi-Wan General. He did, yeah. Yeah, it Good, got me straight away. So maybe, I thought, did he maybe serve the Jedi Empire? Potentially. Under, during the Clone Wars? Was, he, was he maybe a... Or was he a senator? Was he a politician? Could have been a palace uh, guard. He wouldn't have been a clone, obviously, because he's, he's not from New Zealand. Um, <laughs> no, obviously. Um, <laughs> yes, that, that famous Star I did Star pick Wars up on that planet. reference. General, yeah, General Kenobi. Yeah, so, so he, he just said general. So I thought that was interesting that they're sort of putting that Clone Warsy stuff in it. Yeah, it's kind of like a throwback. It was a nice little nod. I was like, oh, there we go. There's another little... little... People want to see Clone Wars flashbacks, but I don't think we're going to get them. Um... No, I don't think we're going to win this series, but it has sort of lightly been confirmed we are getting another series, hasn't yeah. it? So I think yeah, I'm not this... sure how I feel about that. But, um, uh, I think it depends uh, where, where the series goes, doesn't it? Because obviously it's depends been a massive success. Yes, depends yeah, where it, it ends. depends where it ends, because they kind of filmed it as a limited series, so you'd think that it would have a nice conclusion that, yeah, this fills the gap for us. We don't, you know, we nothing else happens until, you know, the, um, A New Hope. Or, or, or whatever so yeah well you never know they, they could have filmed multiple endings and then just stick one out whichever yeah. they want to if it was successful or not because um, with Solo they you didn't finish Solo did you no so you do know at the end about Darth Maul yes so yeah so anyway so apparently they'd filmed numerous characters to appear on that so I think they'd filmed I think it was about six different characters um, no. And then they didn't decide which one they were going to put in until sort of like it was about to release, and they were like, "Right, put the mall cut in." So oh, they could have could have done it with this. So they could have filmed two or three different endings if it was really successful, an ending where yeah, they can carry it on. Way. Yeah. So you yeah. you never know how it works. Anyway, um, I found it interesting that. Um, Obi-Wan, when they're talking about um, Darth Vader, has already adopted calling him Vader, even though yes. now he knows it's Anakin. Because I feel like, naturally, he would have said Anakin. 
unless he's realizing that Anakin truly is gone. Or, Potentially. You know, I think he tries to convince him to come back, uh, and and even though Yoja is calling him Darth Vader in Episode Three, he's saying Anakin's gone. He's been consumed by Lord Vader. Yes. Um, but Obi Wan still calls him Anakin and tries to get him back, and he says, "You've allowed this Dark Lord to consume your mind." I don't know if he's talking about Darth Vader being the Dark Lord or Palpatine. Potentially Palpatine. But I always, I always thought Palpatine. But now I'm thinking. Has he said? Is he essentially saying you're letting Darth Darth Vader consume you? And he still thinks Anakin's there until Anakin's burning, and then he thinks yeah, Anakin's gone now. And then he still thinks when he finds out that he's alive, or oh, maybe this, maybe Anakin's there. Maybe I can find Anakin. And then when he sees him on Mapuzo, um, <laughs> Mapuzo, <laughs> he realizes yeah, Anakin's gone. That's not Anakin anymore. And now he's like yeah, he's Vader. He's full of hate. He's tried to burn me. That that's not Anakin. I get where you're coming from. Cause Maybe he's in denial. Maybe he doesn't think it is Anakin. He might be in denial. You never know. Um, until there's got to be a point where the mask comes off and, he, and he's like, oh my bloody God, it's bloody Anakin. My Padawan. He's like, come or, back. Um, no one but, else in the universe knows it's Anakin. So maybe he doesn't want to say and have the shame of that was my Padawan who's now killing all your friends. We never know. But like you were saying, he obviously when he says this Lord has consumed, his dark, you've let the Dark Lord consume you. Like you, no one's ever referred to as Palpatine um, or Darth Sidious as Lord Sidious. I'm pretty sure that's not. But Lord Vader. They have Lord Sidious. Yeah. Is um, it? When uh, is it? Viceroy Gunray. Uh, I want to say his name. Maybe the guy. Oh, Newt Gunray. Is that him? Newt Gunray is one of the um, the Trade Federation. Yeah, um, the other one, people. Viceroy. Is it Viceroy? Yeah. When Anakin's about to kill him, he says, Lord Sidious promised us peace. Oh, does he? Oh, I didn't yeah. realise that. Oh, right, okay. Um, and then when they give, he gives the order for Order 66, the clones say, it will be done, my lord. Ah, well, okay. But yeah, I don't know who, who he's talking about in that scene. Because mm-hmm. they do also call him Lord Vader quite a lot. Well, next week we'll try and get... Um old George Lucas on the podcast and see what he has to say. Um, I doubt he knows, to be honest. I doubt he knows either. Um, anyway, this episode is basically a rescue mission. It's a prison breakout. That's yeah, what is. this is. It's great. It's a prison breakout through and through. Um, and through the whole episode, we see Obi-Wan Kenobi trying to get his powers back. And they do, slowly through the episode, start to creep back in. Yes. He channels the force and does a bit of a. Are we, are we going to jump straight to that bit? Are we going to talk about that uh, moment? Or do you want to. No. We'll, oh, we'll the wait first bit to... when he's on the ship with the little. Yes, and he moves that little. Yeah, it's a little piece of metal, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so he's trying to <laughs> sort of get his powers back and he decides, right, I'm going to try it on this little metal thing. And he's like, oh, and he moves a little bit and you think, oh. The power's coming back, coming back a little bit more. Um, and it does, like we'll talk about later on, it does start to come back. But I still think he's going to have to have this big kick of Qui-Gon Force Ghost to really bring him back to his yeah. full strength like he was before. Oh, I think so. Something's going to happen, isn't it? And he's really going to need to get himself back in the mindset. To, I, th- I think there's going to be a showdown between him and Vader and Mustafar, if the leaks are correct. Definitely, um, definitely. The leaks are, and I don't know if, again, we can talk about this near the end, but I assume Leia will end up getting kidnapped again. <laughs> and uh, then, probably. And taken to Mustafar, and that's when he'll have to be like, right, I need to go face Vader, and uh, the rematch of a century, I need to be as strong as I was then, and 
you know, I think that's where it's going. If it does, then if they don't play the music, the, just literally just put the track on where Anakin and Obi Wan are fighting in Episode yeah. Three. Just get that music on, and uh, and you will win over everyone, and it'll be amazing. Yeah, I think that would be a good soundtrack for it. it would be the soundtrack's been the soundtrack's been good. Like the, it has it has been good all all series. The the camera work, I think, has been a bit dodgy, as I said last week. But I noticed the camera's always shaking. Uh, I'm assuming it's all intentional. They wouldn't have put Maybe. it in. They'd have done some stabilising if it wasn't intentional. Yeah, but it's always wobbling a little bit. Yeah, I think they're trying to go for that personal handheld theme, yeah. aren't they, with it? And, oh, it's spooky and scary. Yeah, I think, especially when it's sort of like the Vader scenes, there's quite a lot of close-ups, isn't there? Yes, there is. On his mask. You don't tend to see him full body in good lighting either. No, you don't. It's sort of when it's, it's full body, it's quite dark, isn't it? Um, anyway, we cut back to Leia being interrogated, and I, I've just written down as a note: interrogating a ten-year-old. Lol. That's all I've put. It was a bit funny, wasn't it? I did think it was ridiculous that she's just like shouting it, like really interrogating a ten-year-old. It's ridiculous. And then she's just sat there a bit like. <laughs> I know she's just <laughs> so like she doesn't try care. She is. She's literally just like trying harder. I'll it's never like, tell you. <laughs> she's even doing good cop, bad cop against the good cop, bad cop. And she tries to use the force, doesn't she, to read Leia's mind. And Leia's just looking at her like, you're good, bro. <laughs> you're shocking like, a bit there. not going to work. It's not going to work. And it doesn't work because obviously we know that Leia it's is actually sensitive. a yeah, force sensitive, proper good mm. force user. Um, I've Whereas just wrote... our friend, is it, what was his name, Kamal? Kamal Nanjiani. Yeah, Kamal Nanjiani. He um, he didn't last so long with the <laughs> force interrogation. No, not really. He lasted about five seconds, so he's yeah. definitely not force sensitive. Um, the next note I've written down is just Tie Fighters. Yes, please. Pew pew pew. It was great. They were just like all hung up in that little um, in the what is it, Fortress Inquisitorius or something? Fortress Inquisitorius. Yes. Yeah, so the Tie Fighters were all hung up. So basically, they. Obi-Wan's on this big undercover mission now and they've got this woman who's got clearance for the Empire and stuff and she goes they both land and there's all these TIE fighters Tyler, yeah. yeah and the way they get in now the way they get in this is where we have all these bloody big links to um, Fallen Order isn't it yes so Obi-Wan's underwater isn't he it's just it's basically with his rebreather yeah with his I've written that down I put I put Obi I put Obi swimming rebreather baby that's what I've put (laughs) Um, back to Phantom Menace it is it actually is straight back to Phantom Menace it's like the same one but it basically is a live action version of the mission from Fallen Order it is exactly it parallels it so much there's so many similarities between it um it's, it's. I do think it's at the same one. I was like, oh, it must be, yeah. Because at first I said they were going to the Mustafar system. I assume they were going to Mustafar, but that planet must be. It's near right to next Mustafar. to it. Yeah, it's on the, yeah. It's the planet next to it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Mustafar, we know, is where Darth Vader's temple is, um, which looks exactly the same. I thought at first they were going to Darth Vader's temple because it looked the same as that, but no, it wasn't. It was. Um, but yeah. Yeah, they uh, are very. They got the similar. clearance, didn't they? They did. Well, she didn't have the clearance. But then she just said, well, I should do. And they went, okay. (laughs) Yeah, that guy was really scared of her. She's like, why should I tell the Grand Inquisitor? And also, that's a point. She says, well, maybe I could let the Grand Inquisitor know. So if she's saying that and he's believing that, then all the little grunts don't know that the Grand Inquisitor's dead. Or maybe they all know that he is alive and it was just a little nod. 
Uh, well, yeah, obviously he's alive, but obviously they don't know he's been stabbed because he hasn't Maybe shown not. up yet, has he? So uh, they still think no. everything's probably tickety boo. Um, anyway, he um, swims up through this little vent, not vent, a big hatch from the water, and he's up and he's in to the fortress. Um, I enjoyed seeing the variation of the probe droid, that seeker droid. Yeah, there's uh, been a few different droids, haven't there, uh, like that. And this one was, he was very curious. He was very curious. It's sort of like a sentry, isn't it? Like a, it's a, Yeah. If, if you haven't watched the episode yet, it's basically, imagine a, um, imagine a, um, what are they called? The actual ones. Probe droid. Imagine a probe droid where it's that sort of big black box, but take the top and the bottom of it and it sort of looks like a minstrel <laughs> not oh my god not not that minstrel not all the that. sweets so the chocolate the... <laughs> confectionery so in the uk um if you don't know we have um these little little chocolate round discs by um a company called galaxy and they're called minstrels um i don't know why they're called minstrels but they are um, you know what, I'm going to search this right now. Why are Galaxy Minstrels called Minstrels? Just to clear this up. Um, it's wh- probably a, It's probably not something we should <laughs> worry about. I'm going into it. Galaxy Minstrels. I feel like it has bad connotations to the past. It does, but we're going in. I want to know what Galaxy Minstrels, why they're called Minstrels. Galaxy Minstrels, here we go. Galaxy Minstrels are a milk chocolate buttons with a hard glazed shell sold in several countries, including the UK, Republic of Ireland, South Africa, Kenya, Cyprus, Malta, Canada, and Spain. Um, I don't think it actually says why they're called Minstrels. It doesn't... Oh, wait. Um, slogan. I think they're owned by M&M. Um, I have no idea um, but anyway they're called minstrels um, and this droid looks like one <laughs> yes this droid is shaped like a little little minstrel if you go on google have a search and it's shaped like one but it's got like three little red dots on the front now that was a information you know usually when we search for things on this show we usually find the answer and we do, yeah. There, there actually isn't. It doesn't say why it's called minstrels. Yeah, they're probably trying to cover it up. <laughs> I mean, I, I assume so. It's, it's not good. <laughs> no, no one's said anything yet, though. Um, yeah, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, um, so yeah, it looks like a little um, UK chocolate. Um, and then um, that's sort of all floating around. And then the person who they're trying to um who's sort of got this clearance code somebody sort of rats them out for a second don't they yeah briefly that that was a pause to let you continue (laughs) oh sorry (laughs) i only remember like the um in the way that she she wants to get through the gate doesn't she and she's got the and then he lets her through and then she goes in and then she's working all the monitors, but then someone comes in and goes, you're not supposed to be here. Yes, that's what he and does. And she beats them up. Yes, there we go. So she beats them up and she basically leaves them out cold, doesn't she? And he's out cold. She does, yeah. <laughs> and all the while while this is happening, Obi-Wan's in a corridor where there's one like, of these... Tana, Tana, yeah. Yeah, where he's are like, you? Yeah, he's like, where are you? And then there's this 
seeker droid on the other side of the door and then these two stormtroopers come and then she finally gets back to the microphone and she says Ben and over this little speaker it just goes Ben and the two stormtroopers turn around Um, just a note though I've just written down so happy that stormtroopers are back like stormtroopers are they just like are the image of Star Wars aren't they they are, and they're giving them so much more personality than you saw in the original films. Uh, I know in all the games and everything, uh, particularly the Lego games, the Stormtroopers are always having a bit of banter with each other. Like, you know, it's like Dumb and Dumber usually, isn't it, with Stormtroopers? They're just there like, <laughs> what what time are you going? Oh, you never get to leave. I'm always here mopping the floors. Um, <laughs> You're always like doing that. this, like, Bristolian accent for them. It's like, farmer <laughs> accent. Like, Somerset man, that's what you're doing every week. Well, at least when you mop the floors, they give you a mop. I have to use my toothbrush. Um, <laughs> it's that kind of banter, though, between the Stormtroopers, isn't it? It's always like jokey things like, oh, I don't want to be here. Um, no, I don't want to be here either. And so it's great that we get to see that because Stormtroopers are like just quite humorous as well as being a death squad. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't think, you know what? I don't think anyone's ever said that in the history of anything. You know what? They're quite humorous, but they're a death squad. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that that little snippet could be taken out of context. Of course, I am talking about the stormtroopers. I mean, obviously, he's talking about the bloody stormtroopers. <laughs> um, but honestly, it's great to see them like back in like full force. Obviously, we've seen snippets of them in other series and like Rogue One and that. But it's sort of nice to see them because it is it's that classic Star Wars, and that's what you want to see. Like, like obviously, as much as I like the prequels, um, and as much as I have watched the sequels. Um, <laughs> That it's just it's just not as good as the original Stormtroopers. Like any variation on them, I just want the original. Yeah, give me I the do. original. Give They're me it fantastic. Back. And they just have the given Imperials. It back. Like um, the, the the sequel Stormtroopers. No, not a fan. No, it's, I mean the design's okay, but you know, well we'll get onto that in like fifty-five weeks' time or however long <laughs> this takes. Um, the powers, the Force powers. I've just wrote back, Force is back, baby. When he sort of like, he's like, I need to use the Force. And he moves that box in the background and it distracts the Stormtroopers. Like, he's got control of the Force. Yeah. It's coming back. He starts using it more and more each time, more progressively, and with a bit less effort each time. Uh, well, not less effort. It, it does take a lot out of him. But with some things, it's like you can see suddenly, okay, I can do this now. Okay, I can do that now. Um, And then, yeah, he, he distracts the troopers and then slashes him up a little bit doesn't he yeah i'll talk about that in a moment like we'll go back to the stormtroopers and slashing up in a second um because i've just got a point to make about it which i find which i found a bit interesting but um it goes sort of like back to leia there now and she's sort of um just like basically taking the mick out of the out of the third sister and she's basically playing the same game she is and the third sister's not winning because as smart as the third sister wants to be, she's letting the anger consume her and the want for power consume her. And it's not working in her favour and Leia is outsmarting her tenfold, isn't she? Well, there was that old game show, Are You Smarter Than a Ten-Year-Old? And she's, oh, proven yeah. she's not. No, she was on it, wasn't she? She was on it. And, um, um, and, and it was who, not Ant and Deck. It was um, Dick and Dog, Dick wasn't and it? Um, well, Noel Edmonds as well for a little bit. Oh, was it? Oh, I didn't know Noel that. Edmonds also did it, yeah. Oh. But it was Dick and Tom as well, yeah. And I think in in America, isn't it called, like, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Fifth or something? grader, something along oh, those lines. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? It doesn't really roll no, off the tongue. 
Definitely doesn't. Mm, well, that's funny, isn't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, Leah, Leah. Leah is basically just taking the third sister to the bloody cleaners in intellect. Um, and then Obi-Wan finds his way into basically the centre of the fortress. And there's just an absolute ton of dead Jedi. Well, this is the thing. Are they dead? I think they are. in stasis? I I think they're trophies. I think they're ones that they've killed and shoved in. Interesting. Yeah, I couldn't decide whether they were or not, but it makes sense, because what reason would they have to keep a youngling frozen? Exactly. So maybe they are. It leads me to my other point of when that... um, What's her name, the Imperial spy woman? Uh, Tala. When Tala goes into the... um, sort of like main meeting room of the Inquisitors. Did you notice what was around the room? I didn't. So all the way around the room is display cabinets and surrounding the entire room is lightsabers. And so I'm assuming... lightsabers of the, yes, the Jedi. Lightsabers of the Jedi in that other room. So I'm assuming yeah. when they kill them, they take them, put them on display. So it's sort of like, look, Lord Vader, we've this, these are all the Jedi we've hunted down. Uh, and then he can inspect them all, work out who's who, and know who's out yeah. there. And I think it would make sense for them to be dead as well, because if there were that many Jedi, they wouldn't want to keep them in like some form of stasis in case exactly, someone came yeah. in and released them. And then, because... oh, we've got a thousand Jedi. Yeah, it'd be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank God General Grievous isn't alive, or he'd be absolutely ransacking that place he'd for be lightsabers. That collection. Honestly, he'd be like, it's like crack. It's like, Some like... fine additions in there. <laughs> it is. It's like absolute crack cocaine for him. Honestly, he's addicted <laughs> to them lightsabers. Honestly. Um, anyway, she basically gets ratted out by the third sister. Um, the third sister's about to really torture Leia, and then the um, Tala basically comes in, saves the day, say to distract the third sister. Um doesn't really work, does it? She's sort of like ratted out immediately. She's straight through that bluff. Yeah. Straight, straight through, through it. Through no she's lying. Um and and that's when it gives uh, old Ben time to get in there, doesn't it? Yeah, now this is the bit with what you were saying about Stormtroopers. Yes, yeah, so I jumped ahead back. a little bit. Um I've written down Stormtrooper's armor is sort of lightsaber proof? Question mark. Yeah, he kind of just—it was like hitting them with a, a hammer. Yeah, like that first bit where he jumps down and it gets the first one. It was almost as if he was trying to like hack away. He looked like a lumberjack hacking on a tree. Yeah, like his lightsaber couldn't couldn't quite get through the armor. So that puts in my mind does that mean a blaster is deadlier than a lightsaber because a one blaster mm. shot goes through well I mean the lightsabers can go through clone trooper armor we know that we saw that in episode 3 um, we also see Yoda manage to chop their heads off I'm just wondering if it's again it's trying to show that he's not as strong as he used to be because he's holding the lightsaber quite heavy at that point yeah he is he's yeah. kind of like the way Ray holds the lightsaber in episode 7 where she's like Ugh, ugh, ugh. It's it's not quite as clumsy as that, but he's he's clearly struggling, and I feel like I'm sure I've read somewhere that while they're using a the lightsaber, they channel the force to make it almost lighter that they can uh, yes, maneuver I've it heard that as well, and, Yeah. So maybe again, it's showing that he's not fully. Um, 
can't think of the word, uh, O'Fay with the lightsaber anymore, and he's not. He's oh, not my word, O'Fay, bloody hell, very He's fancy. maybe struggling with the lightsaber, and he's not as connected to the Force, and it's making it difficult for him to chop up a lonely little stormtrooper. Well, not lonely, he's got friends there. I mean, but, I mean, he did have friends there until he got lightsabered. Uh, that was a great scene. I love that little rescue scene where he's rescuing her from that weird torture device. It was really good. Um, the tension was really building up. I thought at first, are they actually going to like torture her a bit or is she going to be able to withstand it? Um, but no, he was there, saviour, got her out. Oh, she's been rescued for the third time this series. Yay. <laughs> yeah, she's just constantly getting rescued, isn't it? But that's obviously sort of a parallel to how she is in the actual series because she is constantly getting rescued isn't she she's uh, but then she's suddenly sort of like the savior isn't she like when she saves han and everything like that does that mean that she's going to end up saving him later on then uh potentially yeah so potentially and then she might then jabba's going to come back there's going to be jabba he'll come back um <laughs> And it might have been his vendetta. He might, it might, she might do him over for some money or something. And and he's like, right, I'm gonna bloody get that that woman one day. And then finally <laughs> he does in in the final Star Wars film because there isn't any sequels. Him. And she does choke mm-hmm. him with that chain. Um, the um, this is the part of the episode where it's basically no holds barred action lightsaber. This is what you want from Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, it's great. He's... Trying to escape, isn't he? And they they regroup with Tala, didn't they? Because Tala um, manages. They, they were going to escort her down to the the interrogation room. I think they said they were going yeah, to. Yeah, and she they? nicks a blaster, doesn't she? Pew 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 pew. Um, and, and they meet up, and Obi Wan has a fight with some stormtroopers in the corridor, doesn't he? Yes, where he he's, does. He's got two either side, and he's well, he's got a, a large number of them coming down one end, and he's deflecting blaster bolts. He's chopping away at them. And then a blaster bolt hits the window. It does. And um, just in case you weren't aware, this is completely underwater, this entire place. Mm. So the window cracks. Um, it's a very Bioshock moment, um, if you've played Bioshock. Um, all the water's cracking. It's coming in. Leia sort of looks at him and she's like, Oh, everyone, it's going gonna, it's gonna to crack. Window. So the window's going to crack. And I've never seen anyone in any of these films, any of these TV series, deflect blaster bolts like this guy he's just deflecting them left right and center and he's aiming the deflections yeah i I know they they quite often they would deflect the blaster bolts back at those that are shooting but it's very precision because he does it to close the door doesn't he to the corridor where the troopers are coming yes um and in one hand he's trying to hold back this glass and then in the other hand he's holding his lightsaber just deflecting the blaster bolts that are coming through and I think that shows, ah, he's holding the lightsaber with one hand and he's deflecting the blaster bolts, which they use the force to sense where they're coming from. And on the other side, he's also channeling the force to hold back this ridiculously heavy amount of water on a window. But I felt like that went on for about half an hour, just that scene alone. That was just the episode of him holding that window. It, did it seemed feel, to drag out a bit. It felt, I think it felt a lot longer than it actually was. Um, but I think that was just because of sort of sort of like how tense it was but he's like holding this cracked window back isn't he and he's sort of holding it together with the force all the while being shooted at shot at not shooted at he's being shooted at he's being shot at by these stormtroopers and he's deflecting all these bolts the blaster bolts with one hand with a lightsaber on um 
but then the blaster door closed, like you just said, and then they managed to open the door, and as soon as they open the door, he sort of sends the force through all of the windows, it cracks them all, and it floods the passageway, and all the stormtroopers get washed down, and he sort of jumps through the door, it closes, and then they look back, and there's all these, I think it was like, even though there's quite a lot of death in the shot, it's quite a, like a really nicely framed shot of them looking through the windows and there's those stormtroopers, yeah, they? floating around, just dead already. They're gone. They've drowned. They're gone. Yeah, I really liked that. I thought that was cool. Though I was a bit surprised no water made it through the doors. Oh, the doors yeah, start to crack, didn't they? Slightly, slightly, like a tiny bit of water gets through that crack. But obviously, if it's underwater, then potentially they're going to make it. I mean, at least waterproof to sort of like try and cordon off the areas. Yeah, aren't they? pressurized. Yeah. Who bloody knows? Obviously, the person who was contracted to build the Inquisitor's land. Um, the Inquisitor's land doesn't even make any sense. Um, yeah. Well, whoever built the windows was useless because the exact same window cracked in Fallen Order five years earlier. Exactly. So, <laughs> what the hell's going on? Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Spoilers. Um, they um, they end up escaping, basically. They run out. They get into the main sort of like hangar bay let's call it they're running straight forwards um there's sort of a moment where if you imagine two children wearing a gigantic trench coat to try and get into a pub but it's um (laughs) but it's obi-wan and leia and he's sort of got her under his jacket and they make it almost out and then just on her shoulders he basically is um and then (laughs) and then the third sister arrives with her posse she stops them but then these two, um, like, Hoff speeders, don't they? Like, well, I don't know what they're actually called, but, like... Snow speeders. Snow speeders arrive and fly out of the air, start shooting around. Um, then they end up both escaping, one of them gets shot down. But did you find it really, really weird how the speeders could just stop and float? It was a bit odd. It was jarring. just hover and pew, 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 pew. But it was just like... They, they weren't... I don't think it was so much that they were floating in the air. I think it was more that they were floating, but they were completely still. There was no movement, no vibration, no sway. Yeah. They're just sort of like... It's like a an image that's just been post pasted onto the screen. There was just so much sway from the camera that you just didn't see it. Yeah, there was. But, you know, I don't know. Who knows? Um, you love the camera sway, it's your favourite thing. I do, yeah. Um, wobble, so next week you can be um, the UK's leading camera sway expert. <laughs> um, anyway, they escape, it's all good, it cuts to Vader and the third sister, and I've just written down, I've never seen Vader so angry in my life. <laughs> He's yeah, annoyed. I love it, he comes storming through so quick that the cameraman can't stay in front of him and it has to just switch to the shot of the whole room because the cameraman's walking backwards with Vader in front of him and he's like, oh my god, you're too quick! <laughs> um, but you see him coming through like he is, he is a man on a mission and the second he gets through the door she is up in the air oh, she is. he is shouting at her I warned you what would happen um, and then uh, such fury and you can tell everyone else in the room is like, geez, this guy's scary they've probably seen it before but they're terrified they are terrified, like, and that's saying something, because, I mean, obviously the Inquisitors are quite serious people, and they're quite fearsome, and to sort of see them scared is sort of another thing. But I think that was nice, because I think, like we are saying last week about his formality of speech, I think it's sort of getting there now. He's sort yeah. of maturing, and the more the more he wants Obi-Wan, 
the more formal he's getting because he knows he needs to be like sort of like rigorous and to the line if he wants to get Obi-Wan. I think so. I think he's realising this is going to be harder than he thought. Yeah, he definitely is. Because I think he underestimated Obi-Wan's power. Mm, I think he might have done. <laughs> might have underestimated the power. I think he knows as well, the longer he leaves it. Because he went in all guns blazing last time and it didn't work. Yeah. And he's probably learned from that. And he's probably realised, right, the, the gig's up now. He knows who I am. He knows that I'm coming after him. The longer I leave this, the stronger he's going to become. Exactly. He knows he's weak. I know he's been in a back to tank. I know he's being looked after and he's probably training. I know he's got his lightsaber. And he's just been outdone. He's like, okay, Obi-Wan's acting like I remember him being cunning and getting away with stuff. Because Obi-Wan was, he was very cunning and very sneaky. He was a sneaky Pete. He was. He was a little sneaky sneaky boy. Um, all the way through the prequels, he was sort of like cunning, making all these little plans, very sneaky boy. But he's coming out of that sort of slowness, what we were talking about before, weren't we? Like the in the last couple of episodes, yeah. that he's sort of because he's disconnected from the force it slowed him down like quite a bit and he's sort of it's quite nice to see him getting out of that um but anyway that brings us to the end of the episode and it sort of ends on a shot where they're flying away and leia very nicely she picks up her hand and puts it on top of um obi-wan's hand and grasps it sort of like very firmly yeah, and obi-wan so looks sweet. at her fondly and it's sort of like Without saying it, it's sort of her saying thank you for saving me, and um, and like she sort of knows how he feels, doesn't she? I, that's what I got more from it. I don't. I didn't get so much the thank you, or I got more of a I'm here for you. Like I yeah, know you're struggling, yeah, yeah. and I'm gonna I'm gonna look after you. And she's almost looking up to him like a dad. Yeah, I get that. So I got I got as well. She's obviously very grateful, and she's like, it's almost like we're a team, and I've got you as well. Yeah. But, no, I yeah. understand. So yeah, but it was really ho- it was so wholesome, like you said at the start. So yes, it, honestly, it's um, a very nice ending to a great episode. Well, then we get one last little thing, don't we? I don't know if you missed this. Um, just say what it was. Uh, Lola. Probably... Oh God, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. So Lola is in her coat, but I don't how. Well, she no, Lola is um, with. The woman takes her, doesn't she? The third sister takes her. Well, she must give Lola back, but Lola is now the tracker. Oh, God, I didn't even get that that was right, the tracker. So, I understood that she planted it, the tracker, Lola but I didn't realise that. Lola was flashing red or something. Right, So Lola is you. the tracker. That's I what get that it. Was. Yep, I didn't even realise that. Oh, my God, I'm an idiot. I actually didn't even realise. Because she said I planted the tracker. She wasn't lying. Lola is the tracker. That's Jesus. why it was wherever she goes, we'll know. I'm an idiot. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I thought she just, like, without seeing us, just lobbed a tracker on, but no, obviously not. Lola. My God. Honestly, you should do a podcast about... <laughs> 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 you should really do a podcast. I should, shouldn't I? <laughs> you really should, honestly. Um, let's start one. Should we call it the, the Babbler's Guild? That's a good name, isn't it? Yeah, let's do it. Why not? Yeah, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> um, the um, that's the end of the episode. The anyway, uh, as always, if you don't know, um, we have a rating system, and it's based upon the Star Wars Episode Two line of Anakin saying that he doesn't like the sand, um, and that because it's coarse and it's rough, and 
we decide if a film is really, really coarse or really, really sort of smooth. And the smoother, the better. So if we give it a five, that means it's five on the roughness scale. So it's incredibly rough and we don't like it. If we give it a zero, that's the smoothest, the smoothest roughness you can ever get. It's like glass. Yeah, it's like glass. It's like glass. You're never going to get any smoother than that. Um, Like I said last week, I gave last week to one... um, and I said this episode was sort of on par with it. So I'm just going to stick with that. I'm going to stick with my initial thing. I'm going to give this one also a 1. I really liked it. I thought it was good. Okay. I think I gave it a 0.5, I want to say, last week. I was quite I happy. So. I'm going to say, again, this was, in my eyes, I slightly preferred it. So I'm going to up it to a 0.35. Ooh, my six. word. <laughs> another, another bit. 6. 9. Any other decimals? No. No? Are we sure? Oh. Unbloody believable. Honestly, you're the decimal king. Three. There we go. (laughs) 0.35. Right, so 0.35 and I'm going with a one. Now, there's only two episodes left. There are. And I'm getting pretty sad because I want this to carry on. I want this to carry on further. But I can see how it's slowly wrapping up. But, I mean, obviously what they've basically done is they probably had, like, a two-hour film written and they went, how can we turn this into a six-episode miniseries? Yeah, definitely. Which I'm fine with. I'm completely fine with that. Like, go go ahead. Go on with it. It's fine. I'm just grateful for any content, whether it's fan-made or or what have you. I don't mind. I just love seeing it. I love seeing it. You love... Yeah, you, you absolutely love to see it. Um... I'm going to say that we're going to wrap it up. Um, the music's playing right now. Um, I think this has been a quite. I think this has been a quite a chilled one. Actually, it's been quite a chilled episode. It has been. It was, yeah, very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Chilled. Obviously, um, we'll be back next week with episode five, and then it's the conclusion, and then we are getting back on track with the films, and we're going to go for Rogue One. It's going to be a good time. We're going to absolutely love it. Um, Moulin Rouge 1. Moulin Rouge 1. That's all from me. It's all from Uh, me. It's all from you. Um, Goodbye. Bye. See ya.